With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. No days off. No days off. No days off. No days off. This is the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest ball. With Andy Hart. All right, good to be with you. All right. This microphone put up a little less fight than the one last night. (laughs) And Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? (laughs) Hannibal. 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 Mr. Dot Commer on WEEI.com. Immediate reactions to the Patriots' 45 to nothing win over the Chargers. I think that win uh, surprised both of us. We weren't surprised that the Patriots would win the game, but I think we can both be surprised with how they won. Uh, My simple reaction is where the hell has that been all year? Because I would argue we've talked a lot about how most of their games competitive, they win, they lose, whatever. That was non-competitive. They were dominant from the first play of the game through the final snap of the game in all three phases. This, and you know, we almost every time they win, Bill says complimentary football and we, but that was dominant complimentary football, not just like, you know, a play here or a play there. They, Absolutely. I mean, Anthony Lynn should be fired probably right now. Well, the special teams coach first. Well, but they've already fired the special teams coach. This is their second one. Oh, is it? Yeah, they replaced one of them like two weeks ago because they were so crappy in the kicking game. And now they have not enough guys on the field, too many guys on the field. Not enough guys again. Yeah, like what are we doing here? And yeah, they, they, they are bad. But and I actually was just saying to you this before we started, I'm not going to use the they were bad angle to like diminish the Patriots win because they've played bad teams this year, most notably the New York Jets on the road, and were down 10 in the fourth quarter and needed to come back and kick a field goal as time expired. Right. They went out there. This wasn't play down to anybody's level. This wasn't like down to the wire. They started fast. They started in dominant fashion, and they even overcame just the little snippet um, of the Chargers driving down, they stop them, they force the field goal, the Chargers yep. miss it, and it was over. The game ended right there, basically. Um, the pass rush, they dominated both lines of scrimmage. Yep. Um, the offensive line kicked ass and took names. They ran the ball 40-plus times. I think they had 27 rushes by halftime. Um, like a yeah, dominant that's right. number. Yep. Like, that's a game's worth of rushes in the first half. And the defensive front, suddenly they have a pass rush. They had – I think 11 QB hits, three sacks, like, and it was everybody. It was a different guy every time. And it wasn't even like they were bringing extra guys. It was with four oh. guys. They, they ran a couple little twists yeah. and stunts up front to get, but, it, you know, it was Uche, it was Winovich, it was Guy, it was Butler, it was John Simon. It was like, why? It's the, literally almost every, I'm going to say literally every guy who lined up on the front either got a sack or a QB hit or, and, you know, Justin Herbert, who has six 300-yard games, has looked, you know, taken the league by storm. I mean, you – I don't even really blame him because he never had a chance. He was overwhelmed. Um, now, they had injuries on the offensive line, but, you know, that happens. you got to overcome those. So, do the Patriots have Jermaine Illuminora at left tackle, okay? Right. So, right. Bosa, you destroy the game for, the, for your team. Like, you didn't. So, 
I'm just going to give the Patriots full credit for, I mean, basically everything except the passing game, the offensive passing game, they did at a borderline elite level. I even, you know, at one point they, they had pass rush, Herbert dumps it off, and suddenly like six secondary members swarm and tackle the guy short. And I'm like, like six weeks ago, they couldn't tackle anybody. Like they were getting out of the way. And so, I mean, I mean Bill talked about it a little bit in his post-game um, Zoom. Like they've worked, they've gotten better, and it kind of all came together. Like you've seen signs, I guess. He's seen signs. They've been working. Like it came together. Everything they needed to do better, they did better in this matchup. Now, I have no idea what that means. Like big picture, if you want me to say, oh, does that mean they're going to the Super Bowl? Or does that mean they're going to the playoffs? All right, let's relax for a little bit. But they kicked ass in this game. No question. I think that's second straight week the defense has played well. They played well last week against Murray. I think that was a good bounce back after the Houston debacle, which I think was not their best performance, both on the field and off the field by the coaching game plan. Um, so I give, give the coaches credit. They put the players in the right position to make plays. Then special teams, I mean, the Chargers were horrific, but give credit to Cam Acord and Gunner and, and those guys for making the plays. Like, not only – it wasn't just the return for the touchdown. They got the block kick uh, at halftime, which really put the nail in the coffin, and then just the, the, the long runs by Gunner. So and, – and that sort of speaks to the offense, too. Like, getting those big returns makes up for your deficiencies by giving short fields. Yeah, they – the offense, they ran the ball. The offensive line controlled the line of scrimmage. Another, I wouldn't say flashy great day by Damian Harris, but another – What was it, 80 yards on what, 16 yeah. carries, something like that? I mean, it's it's nothing that's going to jump off any stat sheet or fantasy football, but – If the game was close, he probably would have been over 100 yards because he would have played in the fourth quarter. Correct. They got Sony – turned into a JV game late. Yes. And Bill kind of devalued that, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know if we got much out of it or something. Like somebody basically asked him, like, how, you know, you didn't have a preseason. You've talked about a lack of a preseason. How good was it to get some guys some reps? And he kind of like crapped all over it. Yeah. Well, then why'd you put him in in the first place? Just to make sure people didn't get hurt? Like, right. Right. So that was a weird answer. But um, yeah, they, I mean, short fields, the, the pun returns. Yeah. Gunner is the guy that gets the, the name in the paper kind of thing, but the blocking was perfect. Well, I was going to say, it's not like he juked a million guys in these returns. He, he, he beat a couple guys, but he got the main lane that he needed to get the burst of speed and then made guys miss from there. Yeah, no question that. Now, I don't – I'd have to go back and look at all these specific names, but Bill's talked a lot about the core guys, the Cody Davis and the, the Matthew Slater and, and those guys, Bethel, Justin Bethel, that – you know, I mean, that played out, but it's just so funny that they've been – they were so inept on returns most of the year, and now the last couple of weeks, it's like they're on the verge of breaking every time they're back there. Um, kicks and punts, yeah. you know, with Moncrief last week with with kicks, and then Bethel the last two weeks with punts. Gunner, um, I mean Gunner. I don't know why I said Bethel there. That's weird. Uh, Bethel Johnson. He used to be a kick returner for them a long time ago. Long time ago, way back. Um, it, and it's just it, it's. It's strange. Like, I, it, it almost feels strange to me, this game, because of how good it looked. And you're like, literally, my reaction is, where's that been? How can you go from so crappy that they've played at times where it looks like they have so many problems and, and they have issues in so many areas to, like, think about how bad the pass rush, for example, is was in Houston. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. Like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, whatever that was. Yeah. Um, the tackling I brought up earlier, the, the times were like the 49ers, like they couldn't tackle anybody. Right. Now suddenly, you know, cause you'll get the big play, the sacks and the interceptions, but they tackled better. They just, they were hitting, they like every, like they had the ugly play early that I the thought first was really drive was kind of like iffy, like is this yeah. going to be the same thing we've seen, but then they got it together. Right. And like they had that one play where Duggar and Jennings just let the guy get up and run after he caught it diving, got up and ran. And I legitimately don't know if they had a flashback to college and didn't realize that the play is still going. You got to touch the guy. Um, But after that, coverage, they had great coverage. Gilmore had another good day. Only five or six catches, I want to say. Yeah, for like 40 yards, five. That's going to happen. That's who he is. Like holding him to that is is a good day. Right. And – like they didn't let go do too much. I think he had four catches on like ten targets, maybe. Like it was a low completion percentage. He wasn't, you know, impact plays. Uh, J.C. Jackson with another interception. Chase Winovich with another a really nice defensive play for his. Oh, interception. I think he sought that out and did a nice job. Yep. Um, so I, I, it's that's what's amazing to me. Like, how can you go from? And also, I, I would say, the way they went from so bad to so good in a relative short yeah, there's no in between right and then it makes you wonder well could it go the other way like short week the rams could it go the other way but that's not what this is about that's for a later podcast later in the week short week later podcast but like i am a little bit you know i used to do the the post game show on patriots.com and we would like it's your fresh reaction even fresher than this like we didn't even listen to the post game it was yeah. you know the second the game ends you do it, and it's like, that's just amazing what I saw. Like, that was an amazing borderline perfection performance. Again, you remove the passing game, which they still don't – they don't have a passing game. It, don't say it, that, though. Don't say that. Well, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it, un, unless blind people are watching the game, it's obvious. Well, Cam, Cam's doing a good job. He's a good quarterback. Have you seen who he's throwing to? He's a good quarterback. Well, he is 6-5 and five now. He has a winning record as the Patriots quarterback, right? Yes, he does. Can't take that away from him. Nope. Winning record. He has 11 touchdowns rushing. Can't take that away from him. Nope. He has five touchdowns passing. You can't take that away from him. In 11 games, he has five touchdowns in the year 2020. And I'm sorry, there's still throws. Like, there was one in the back of the end zone late to Myers, maybe. And it's just like, it left his hand. And I said, that has no chance. Like, it's like the second it leaves his hand. I think that I give Josh for Daniels credit. He called a good game today. I think he put Cam in the positions to succeed with, I think, running the ball. That was a big focus. Like, they had a lot of those design, more option plays. And even just Cam back to pass, I think they kind of put in his head, like, you can take off and run. Right. I think before he was trying to force into windows or throwing it out of bounds, whereas today he kind of took off and used his legs. So I think that's who the Patriots are moving forward, is Cam is sort of a run-first guy in a way. Well, they're a run-first team. We've said that. Just no, run. no question. I'm talking Cam specifically. Yeah, I, yeah, he, they. Well, first of all, that opening drive. Uh, my thumbs up, thumbs down. I had Josh on the thumbs up. I thought that opening drive was ridiculously impressive. Not just for the execution, but the different types of plays. The motion cam out wildcat play. They ran a speed option to the right side. They had a screen pass. It was like they did what they wanted to do, but it wasn't predictable. It was like they were. Like, I don't know if that was scripted. That may have been scripted. That may have been Belichick, Jed Fish, everybody scripted um, right out the gates. But they set the tone for the game. They had the 
the fourth down conversion they went for on that. Um, so that was really, and you know, people had talked about this week, who was it? Burt Breer threw it out there. Like, was this an audition for a potential job interview or, you know, could he be the, the next Chargers coach, Josh McDaniels? If, if the owners, if the Spanos family was watching, then Josh McDaniels should get a job interview off of that because that yeah. was impressive. Yeah. Um, I, I think we kind of just talked about it. Like, this is who the Patriots are. If they're going to be successful down the stretch in these last couple of games. They're going to have to be like that offensively. Run the ball, control the clock. That was the other thing. Those drives were six, seven minutes, and I think that goes a long way. Uh, if they're going to want to win games down the stretches to limit the opposition's time on the field and, and take advantage of your own drives. But you just said it. This is who they are. Who are they? Because, like, you know, Bill said last that runs the ball and takes no, advantage. I don't care about that. Who are they? They've won four of their last five games. Are they that good a team? No, they're yes, they're they're a team that can. They're, no, they're, yes. they're they're not a team that's going to go out and beat anybody. I'm not saying that, but I think they're a team that has proven that they are a potential playoff team. Like I think two or three weeks ago, we said this team has no business making the playoffs. Now I think you can say yes, they could be a playoff team, but they're so far behind the eight ball to begin with that it's harder. It's it's hard for them to actually do that. And I don't. Even talking about the wins, the the Cardinals look like crap again, and the the Ravens have played like crap since they played the Patriots. Now they had some issues in there, but they haven't played well. Yeah. So it's like, the Raiders back in Week Three were trying to talk ourselves into that was a good win. They stink. Right. It's it's like you don't. I mean, Seahawks. So, they, they used to go. They went to Seattle, played them competitive. They they lost the freaking Giants today. Right, which makes everything harder and harder to have a big picture assessment other than it's the NFL on any given Sunday, any team can win. But I still, I mean, it's weird because they've won four of their last five, but I don't feel as good about their performances or their potential or their level of play as I feel like I should a team that's won four of its last five. Like that's impressive. So, but you, you, you admit you feel better about the team. Oh, you have to. How could you not? I know that. But you don't think that they're like a playoff team is what you're saying? No. Like four out of five, that means you're a 12-plus win team over the course of a season. Right. Right? That team that's winning four out of five should be a 12-win team. I don't think the Patriots are a 12-win team when I see. What I still see. Oh, I'm not saying that either. I think that they're, they're sort of what I said they were at the beginning of the year, like a, a 10 or a max 11 wins. Yeah, I just – if. If they have to play good teams, and, like, this is a big game Thursday night. Huge. And now they'll have excuses on their side, oh, short week, West Coast, they're uncomfortable or whatever. But this is a big game for them because this is – Well, because they got no help today in the standings. Well, But even – I don't care about that. This is a playoff caliber team you're playing. So playoff caliber team Arizona, you won. But I said, how good do they look? What is their quarterback hurt? There were some sort of issues there. And the same thing with the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Now you have another one. Yeah. This is a playoff caliber team playing relatively good football, right? Yeah, you could argue that, yeah. On the road. because Short week. Like, what do you do with this opportunity slash challenge moving forward? And I, I think this is – and it all could end up being too little too late. It, it I mean, you, you dug a hole that you may not – you could – I mean, we, we talked about it the other day, those 538 stats, they can win out and there's still like a 3% chance they don't make the playoffs. Yeah. 
So, and they didn't get any help from what happened with the Colts winning and the Browns winning and the, like, right. The, they didn't get a lot of help in there. No, no help today. Any right. team they needed to like, so I think, so the up-to-dated 538 uh, stats uh, have them at 16% chance of making the playoffs. Right. That's, that's not a lot. <laughs> no. And that, that's, that's after, I mean, so let's just do it out. If they beat the Rams, then that goes up to tonight to, to 31%. Oh yeah. I mean, it'll go up, but like 16%, yeah. 16% chance with four games to play. Right. Yeah. They're six and six, four games to play. Yep. So if you go to the doctor and he says you have a 16% chance to live, you're not feeling real good about yourself. Right. No, but the thing that they can, and Cam Newton talked about it after the game, kind of like they, we talked about it on that podcast before. they kind of control their destiny in a way. Like if they win the rest of their games, they had what 96% chance of making the playoffs. So yeah. if, if they win the rest of their games, they're probably more than likely going to get in the playoffs. So then they can look at it in that way. And Every game they have the rest of the year is winnable. Yeah, it's also losable. I know. That's the thing. But we've, we've said that for the last, you know, four or five weeks, and they've won four out of five. Well, that's my point. Like, we've said that most of the year, and they were riding sort of the up and down. Now they're kind of on a, 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 an upward trajectory here. Four yep. out of five is an upward. Like I said, over, over a full season, that's a 12 or a 13 win team. Like, that's an elite team. That's a – top two or three seed in the conference kind of team. Yes. I don't feel like that about them right now. Even though they're doing it at the right time, it's, you know, Thanksgiving, and these are when the games matter the most, and you play your best football, and Belichick teams play their best football. They did. They played their best football of the season today. But I don't know if that's enough. I'm trying to think, wasn't it the Colts a couple years ago that were really bad and turned on, like, late and then got smoked by the Chiefs in the playoffs? I feel like there was a team like that that kind of was similar to the Patriots, like that they did well t- towards the end of the season and everybody kind of talked themselves up into being this team that could make a deep playoff run and then just got smoked in the first round. Well, and that would not stun me at all. If they're a seven seed and they play, I mean, you could play Kansas City? Yeah, you, Kansas City. Yeah, because the, the Pittsburgh would get the bye, yeah. Yeah, Pittsburgh gets the bye. You go to Kansas City – uh, now I know you already went to Kansas City and blah blah blah. Yeah. I just, I I think there's also a chance you could go to that game and be down twenty one nothing and be like, oh, season's right. over. Right. Um. But let's let's just okay. We'll reel that back in. We got that the rest of the week for the here and for the now. Gunnar Olszewski had a punt return for a touchdown. Had a touchdown catch from Jarrett Stidham. I don't know if we mentioned that. Jarrett Stidham got a basically a half of a quarter late in the game. Yeah. Um, he had, I think, two fewer passing yards than Cam Newton. Yeah, well, you're very snarky. Maybe the internet's right about you. Do you hate Cam? No, I don't. I just think it's, it's worth pointing out that he's not a very good passer. Well, I don't think you need to point that out to anybody. No, it, you need to point it out. Who? Twitter. You need to point it out. People, people, think, people think that Cam Newton is that's underappreciated. People don't like him. People have this preconceived notion about him, want him to fail. His receivers aren't good. Like, every excuse in the book. That part's true. His receivers aren't good. No, they're not. But, like, I think we could argue that another quarterback would have more than five touchdown passes this year. That Jacoby Myers drop early where he seemed – did you – like, he almost seemed stunned – so stunned he dropped it that he didn't really know how to react. Like Yeah. Maybe he was stunned that the ball was put in the right spot. 
Oh, see, you hate him. I'm with Twitter now. You hate Cam. That that was mean. That that wasn't. That was just um, an asshole. I actually liked Cam's, uh, and apparently it's not new. I thought it was new. The the Euro step. Oh, Euro, and he did the little and the oh, finger roll. Yeah. Uh, I I liked that. I like I like that better than you know Superman push people away. Look at me. I thought that's more creative. I would agree. I would agree. Um, but he, I mean, nobody can watch him play and say he's a good passer. No. Now you can watch him play and decide he's a good quarterback. He's a good leader. He's a good guy, whatever. Oh, I I agree. He's, he's great at that. Like he's done, he's exceeded expectations there. He's blown, he's blown my expectations out of the water. Probably some guys in the building as well. Like we can all agree on that. He can't pass. That's, I mean, you can say both. You can say you like him. He's six and five. He's a good leader, and he stinks at throwing the football. He can't pass. But we had another example today of the the intangibles when he was doing his post game zoom, and Matthew Slater apparently sort of crossed behind the camera, behind the laptop, big smile. I don't even know what he said. He he said something to yeah. him back and forth, and then a reporter asked him about it, and he said, "That's the honorable Matthew Slater," and went into this whole thing. like that smile, that dynamic with Slater, like. That's all genuine. That's all real. Right. And what is also real is he can't throw the football. No, and that, that sort of also leads me to, like, are the Rams going to be smart enough to sort of force him to throw the football? I would hope. And, and that's sort of the thing. Like, they've kind of got lucky with teams being stupid, like the Cardinals last week on third and whatever, allowing them to get the bootleg and then committing the penalty. Like, who knows if they would have won that game without that play. Okay, so, I'll just make a, make a, a comparison here. It's weird but work with me a little bit on it. Okay. The Cam Newton Patriots are kind of becoming, in a different way, the Lamar Jackson Ravens. When the Patriots play their best, they can dominate a game like they did today. They looked good. But the second they go up against, let's just say the Chiefs, which has been the kryptonite to Lamar and the Ravens, and suddenly you're down 14 points in the first quarter. You're toast. The wheels fall off. All of a sudden, it's interceptions. It looks terrible. You don't know what to do because I can't run the ball anymore. I got to throw the ball. Like, at their best, I still think that's what they are. They can play their best game, and the Ravens have a good defense. They run the ball. That's what they've been the last couple of years. Yep. The Patriots may have a good defense. They may be able to run the ball at a high level. When you get into the postseason, there's a chance that you're suddenly playing a different game, a different style of game yeah. that you don't control. Yep. No more complimentary football. Nope. Because I, I think I said this to you the other day. I'm no longer calling it complimentary football. I'm calling it supplementary football. They need to supplement the lack of a passing game with everything else. Everything else has to work. Yes. And then, and then you get into a matchup in the postseason against, you know, hell, it doesn't even have to be the freaking Chiefs. How about the Browns? The way the Browns played today, the mm-hmm. Patriots couldn't stay on the field with them. Now, I'm not saying it would play out the same, but if they get big plays and they get a lead and they're rolling early, because I've started to think the Browns, by the way, this is a total another aside, are good. They're sort of the they're poor man's chiefs. Yeah. Because they have all these offensive weapons. They have this quarterback who is, is not Patrick Mahomes, but when he's on, he can look really good. Mm-hmm. And they also do this thing. They've done it a couple times this year where they score points in a flurry, and you're like, wow, they're rolling. And then, like, it just ends. Like, today, there was like – they're going to score 77 points today. And then they were a point was like, wow, the Titans can actually get back in this game. Are the Titans going to kick an onside kick here? Like, right. That's, so <clears throat> that's a total different aside. But 
No, that's a good comparison. Because, and I think that also speaks to how better the Patriots are when they're playing from ahead. Like, there's no – like, that's right. – and that's why the slow starts have been such a big issue because they're so much better when they control the game. When they control – they dictate how the game's going to be played because, like you said, if they get into a passing situation where they're down double digits, it's kind of over. Right. And even today, I would say, let's just say things turned out differently because everybody's better when they – control the game or play it on their terms. Or get two special teams touchdowns. Right. But even before that, let's just say fourth and two Patriots stopped chargers take over. Then let's say they drive like they did and they convert and they score a touchdown. And now it's seven, nothing. And you're chasing like that game may have felt totally different. It may have the pressure, the, just the way the dynamic could have been totally different, but it didn't No, I'm again, I'm not taking anything away from them. But in my mind, they're still – and that's why I wanted to put that comparison because the Ravens have been very highly thought of the last two years mm-hmm. for large portions of the season. But when you play that way, you have to play it on your terms. Whereas the Chiefs – how many games have we seen the Chiefs down 20 points and then – in a tied in, in five yeah. We've seen it against the Patriots. Like, oh, the Patriots having their way with Patrick Mahomes in the first half. Well, not in the second half, and it's right. boom. All of a sudden, you thought you controlled the game, and you don't anymore. And right. that's a luxury that those teams have when they're built a certain so, way. So would you say the Patriots are, are no longer, like, in that middle class of the league, and maybe they've elevated themselves to, like, the teams, like, the next tier? No. Okay. Well, I mean, I, don't, I still don't think they're going to make the playoffs. You just said it. They have a 16% chance to make the playoffs. So by nature, seven teams are going to be ahead of them. And there's only 16 teams in the, the conference. So yeah. at like, best, no matter what happens after this week, they're still going to be, I think, in ninth or 10th place in the AFC. Right. So you're in the bottom half of the conference. Yeah. But I think, right. you, you, yes, but people are looking at, like, how they've been playing lately. Well, you can look at how you've been playing yesterday, last week. Oh, Cam. Like, for instance, the, the Raiders are ahead of them in the standings. But if, if they played on the field 10 times in the next 10 weeks, the Patriots would probably win seven, seven out of 10. Yeah, probably seven, maybe six. But like, what I'm, what I'm saying is things have changed. Like the Raiders aren't as good as they were early in the year. The Patriots are better than what they were early in the year. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I would agree so, with that. So I'm trying to say that maybe the Patriots are in that next tier in a way. Like they, can, they could potentially beat any team if everything went their way, whereas well, the, the middle of the league has no chance against the, the elite teams. But we've talked about it. The game, the team, the answer to this question is the Denver Broncos. That's, that's your season. I think that's going to end up being your season. It's going to be why your season was not as successful as it could have been because you lost to Denver at home. That, I just – Well, I, you could, you could do that. You could do the, the last drive in Buffalo. You could do the final play in Seattle. Buffalo's a good team. The Broncos aren't a good team. Yeah. Like, Buffalo is going to be a division winner. They are going to be a playoff team, right? So they're a top four seed. The Broncos are not. And you let the Broncos come in. You didn't even go to Denver. In Denver, totally different thing. You let the Broncos come to your house and beat you. Well, they didn't practice, Andy. Oh, God. We're going to do that again. We're just going to keep making excuses. I got a little sick of fucking Trent Green today. Excuse the language, by the way. I don't know where that came. Um, uh, you know, uh, and then the COVID took him out or something. I just. Yeah, I heard that like too many times, actually. Yeah, like what are we doing here, Trent? Like, well, like, does that come from 
him reading clippings or does that come from like when they have those production meetings with Bill came and the team? It's possible. I, I mean, I don't know. Like definitely some of it was probably clips and like just the timeline looking at facts yeah. like this and notes. Yeah. And then it definitely could have been influenced by comments from either Bill or Josh or whoever they talked to. They talked to, right. Yeah. And their production meetings. I, I don't know, but I just, I don't know. I, I guess this year that's fine. I'm not big on the whole excuse making thing. Bill didn't used to be big on it, but now Bill's kind of big on it. So I think everybody else has accepted that we make excuses all the time. Um, I'd rather just focus on today for the here and the now. This was by far, by far, like, cause am I wrong? And this was even way more impressive than the Miami game that they controlled start to finish. Like, yeah, no question. Okay. Better, better than the Ravens. Like this was their best. This was their best win. Yeah. To me though, before today, their, the, the game they controlled the most was that Miami game, the opener. Like they played it on their terms. Yeah. Today they did that, but it was like 10 times better. The punch was like the old Patriots. Like that's what this was. That's what this felt like. Yeah. This felt like the old Patriots. Like how many times, how many games in this year have you been able to write your thumbs up, thumbs down, and have it be done in the fourth quarter? Right. Yeah. Oh, no. And how many times, talk about felt like the old Patriots. So I used to do Stockwatch on Patriots.com when I worked there. So we, you know, tweaked it a little bit when I came over to the, uh, the WE. Yeah, side. But it's the same thing. You're picking players that are up, players that are down. Yeah. I didn't have players that were down today. And that used to happen, I would say, a couple times a year. Yeah. On for the Patriots. It's the first time I was even close this year. There right. Plenty of games this year I've been able to put, you know, Nick Folk misses this and so and so does that. And you can pick like today, the only thing that I even really had much consideration of was James White did nothing. Like they threw him the ball three or four times, picked up like no yards. It just it didn't work. And I mean, that would be the only almost every other person that stepped on the field did something like even even the jv guys were out there you know joan williams breaking all yeah. like, like they're all making plays doing stuff um runner in the passing game jared stidham like, right yeah. right although i still think stidham may have missed a touchdown pass to nikhil harry uh earlier he had a nice drop back in rhythm yeah. cr deep crosser and he underthrew it and harry tried to like slide and catch it not his fault by the way bad throw um so i'm not always ripping nikhil harry for everything he does but this was this was an old school Patriots game. This was a turn back the clock, whoop some ass, take names. What it all means, I don't know. They still have a sixteen percent chance to make the playoffs. Yeah. So let's in closing, feel good about the win. Like you yes. should enjoy it. Like your your team kicked ass. Like you should feel good about yourselves. Enjoy it for the night and tomorrow. But then sort of put it all together and realize you have a 60% chance to make the playoffs. You're playing the Rams on Thursday night. So the page turns pretty quickly. And it could be a different story in a couple of days. So keep that in the back of your head. But enjoy the win. Like you, the Patriots fans deserve to feel good about this one because they, they dominated. And you haven't had one of these. Like you haven't had, you know, there's been a lot of down to the wire and win on Nick Folk's kicks and make these plays and whatever. You dominated old school style, all three phases, not just, you know, fake complimentary football, real kick-ass complimentary football. And we'll see big picture whether it really matters. I still, the Broncos game, the Broncos game is the one you're going to look back on and say, what the fuck? Yes. All right. But that's for, that's for another time. That's yes. For, nope. All positive. All positive. For January something.
45 nothing. Gunnar Olszewski joined the history books. It was what? Julian Edelman, Stanley Morgan. Irving Fryer. Irving Fryer, the only guys with punt return touchdowns and receiving touchdowns in the same game. Noted I had a tackle, too. He did have a tackle. I like Gunner. I like Gunner. He made me laugh a lot of times in his post games, too. Yeah, my wife was watching the game, and she goes, I bet you he's a douche in real life. I go, no, I don't think so. No, I like not. I said, yeah. I said he, he wears, like, jeans and boots and a ripped-off sleeves, you know, shirt. Like, he's genuine. And even when he said, you know, I think my old man's going to be having a couple beers or something, like, whatever that whole thing. Yeah, like. I, I think that's true. I think that's a fact. I think that's what probably would happen. You know, he's, before we wrap up quick, he's sort of symbolic of the Patriots a little bit because – this team was left for dead and buried, and so was Gunner. Because screw y'all on Twitter or Pat's Nation that tell me you didn't doubt Gunner and say, why is he still on the team? What does he do? Everybody, that, not everybody. Most people were saying that. That was the sentiment like a month ago, and now he's even riding. Bill, even Bill brought it up that we got to get more out of the kick returns. And he got, right. he got, he got demoted. He, he got benched as a kickoff returner. And now he's riding high. He's in the record books. He's got touchdowns on offense, touchdowns on special teams. So, Gunner, well, the Patriots, riding high. Well, he's also the indicative of the team, too. I know we're wrapping this up. But, like, he tries hard. He, he's a guy that probably works his ass off. Like, he's a guy that you want to root for and all that, but just couldn't put it together on Sundays. And now he kind of is. So, yes, he's, 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 he's symbolic of the entire team for this year. Yes. We'll see where that and, takes him, though. <laughs> any, you want to get any more cheap shots in at Cam before you go? No, I have no cheap trust for Cam. I even said it. He played a solid game. He did everything that, that Josh Neal's asked him to do. He had some good runs, some good decisions there. I think that they used him properly. I'm with you. He's just not a good passer. So he's six and five, correct? Yes. What's Tom Brady's record? Six, no. Seven and four? No, six and four. How many I mean, games have they played? I believe he has seven. I believe he's seven and six. Seven and six? Yeah. So no. they're both one game above 500? No, they play the same amount of games. Why can't we figure this out? What are the Patriots? What's their record now? Six and six. and six. So seven and five for Brady. Seven and five, yes. So he's one game. Yeah, there's different. one game difference. Mm, interesting. Interesting. You could, you could twist it a number of ways, but. That's why I just said interesting. I leave it open-ended for people to take that wherever they want to take it. You know, maybe it's a comment on Tom Brady's TB12 PPP loans. That's true, too. By the way, a lot of people didn't like that. A lot of people didn't like that. They shouldn't. No, I know, but I'm just saying that resonated with some people. Some people that were still, like... Loyal to him? Yeah, I think he lost some people in New England because of that. I would agree. I would agree. That was interesting. Okay, we can wrap this up. All right, well, we'll come back to you in a short week. I think you said we're going to do one on Tuesday. Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll do Tuesday. We can figure it out on either end of your show because you'll be Tuesday doing Tuesday afternoon. Okay, all right. Sounds and, good. And I'm working on the internet thing too. It's what was better this podcast. So that's good. Well, that's because I'm much further away. I'm in an upstairs bedroom instead of sitting right next to the – I think that's the issue. You know anything about routers? Do you know anything about routers? No. Because they're dual band 2.5 something and 5 something. And the 5 something is if you're close. It's supposed to be faster, but it only works when you're close. I think my 5 is broken. I do know that. Yeah. The Comcast has like 2.5 and 5. Yeah. I don't think my 5 works. So when I'm close, I think that fucks it up. You self-diagnosed your podcast. And stop swearing. Mutt said, told me Friday night his kids listen to this podcast on the way to school. No more swearing. 
Mutt's kids listen to this podcast on the way to school? Yeah, he said that when Mutt drives him to school, he has this playing. He said he listens to this every Monday. That's borderline child abuse. <laughs> <laughs> but hi, Mutt's kids. What are his kids' names? Carter and... Um... Oh, that hurts. I know. Shout out to Carter and the other one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you on Tuesday. All right, peace out.